0: Are you completely devastated that you were not able to see the Two Girls, One Ghost fall tour? Well, guess
1: what? Well, we heard you and we want to bring the show to you. So when we were at the Bell House in New York City, one of our fellow phantoms out there, Victor, he recorded our
0: show. And so we've put that together as a replay for everyone to watch. And we'll be in the chat chatting with you and watching back one of the most fun and spooky shows from our tour so join us get your tickets today they're finally on sale today at moment.co forward slash two girls one ghost it's a moment by patreon and it will be available for replay for 14 days 14 days there's an after party where sabrina and i will be
1: live on the video together
0: and we'll do a Q&A, and we also are going to share some never-before-seen footage from our night at The Conjuring House. So join us for the Two Girls, One
1: Ghost virtual experience, The Conjuring House, February 4th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you can't make it, it's still available for replay.
0: It's the final show, you guys. Don't miss it. Hi. What's up everyone? <laughs> what's up hello? This is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. Is what's up hello? Is that Sierra and Jerry? What's up? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was like, why it does that sound is. so familiar?
1: Because our BFFs, our they're besties. going on tour soon. Everyone should go see them. Do you have a mug that says mom? Fuck. You discovered that real fast. <laughs> I am with child. I was gonna drink from this. I thought really that it would take you like the full episode to realize. But this is my way of telling you I'm pregnant. (laughs) Oh, my heart is racing. And I was pregnant on tour. I fucking knew it. I just didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know for like half of tour.
0: I freaking knew, especially when you were like, I can't make campfire stories. I was like, I know it. I know it. And then all of tour. Oh, every time I said, oh,
1: I have a headache. I I know. I was vomiting.
0: I knew it. Oh, my God, Corinne, congrats. (laughs) Thank you.
1: We don't know what we're having yet. I did a bunch of blood work. I just messaged my doctor right before this because I was like, I'm so
0: mad I can't hug
1: you. (laughs) Okay, well, at first I was like, I'll wait and I'll tell you when we're together, when you come in town, or in town, when you come to the East Coast for Noemi's christening. But Then I was like, that's too far away. I can't hold it in anymore. Oh, my God. How far (laughs) along are you? Well, today is January 9th, so I'm like 17 and a half weeks. (laughs) Remember when I got COVID on tour? Got pregnant then.
0: I was just going to say, did you have COVID sex and you got pregnant? I got sent home and knocked up. (laughs) This is not fair that you're so far away. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Also, can I tell you one thing? You can tell me everything. (laughs) Okay, here's one thing I did not know about pregnancy. (laughs) I thought everything that happens with your boobs – happens later like towards the end preparing for the milk no it starts immediately and the second week of me knowing that I was pregnant because I basically found out like right away as soon as I missed my period my boobs hurt so bad we had meet and greets every single night and would hug like 30 people and do you remember me telling you a few times I was like how about instead of hugging people hello and goodbye we just hug them hello because I boobs. wanted to fucking scream. Your My movies. boobs hurt
0: so bad.
1: I thought I was going to die.
0: Anyhow. I can't, We can't record the podcast now.
1: Like, <laughs> how can I focus? <laughs> also, no one told me that with your boobs, that everything starts immediately, including your nipples growing. Every five days, I have a new set of boobs. And I'm like, why do you continue? For who? For what? Karin, you're going to be the best mom. Like, forget Lamy nipples. I'm going to be a fucking deli counter by the end of this.
0: You're being so funny and I can't even laugh because I'm just so <laughs> excited for you. What should we name them?
1: We don't know if it's a boy or girl yet, but. Hold on. I just, okay. <sighs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Our due date was June 22nd, which was the full moon Okay. But then they changed it to June 17th, but I still think it will come the 21st or the 22nd, summer solstice or the full moon. So that's the difference between having like a Gemini and a Cancer if it's a little bit later.
0: Remember how you were always like September 20th, what 21st, you kept having yeah. that date for me. I think that might be your conception date. <sighs> Let me look. I got a tracker. Because that
1: was like when you were home for COVID. I have this written down. Let me find it. Because I had to go through it with my doctor, and I was tracking all of my hormones because they told me to track everything.
0: Can I come move in and just like be with you for the entire pregnancy like process <laughs> and just like measure yeah. your belly every every day? Can I just stay
1: asleep and then you just <laughs> put the child on my boob? I'm your night nurse. Okay, very close. Because according to my app, when I think we conceived based on my hormones. I think it was September 19th. Interesting. There's some room for error. There's some room for error. And also, I don't know, because then I we went on tour for the weekend, so I wasn't peeing on any of my little sticks again. I stopped tracking. I would, like, track for a few days, then off for a few days. Also, Sabrina, you were so on to me, and I was so panicked because cause you were like, wait, has your period not come yet? And I was like, sometimes it's a couple days late. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to go pee on a stick. <laughs> it's not normally a couple days late.
0: And that's how you realized
1: you were late? Pretty much. Because <laughs> I wasn't thinking it was a big deal because I was like, oh, it's tour. We're stressed. Like, right. Things happen. So I found out in between the was it like the New Brunswick sh- show? It was when I was staying with Brian's parents in like the dead of night. I got up and I peed on a stick in the middle of the night. And then we didn't tell anyone until the holidays, or like our parents.
0: I truly want to like jump up and down and like throw things like I don't this. This is so exciting. (laughs) I'm so happy. And you're going to be the most incredible mother. You're going to have the creepiest child. I'm so thrilled for you. And like, I don't even know how to express it because I know how worried you were about getting pregnant. And Mm -hmm. it was such a concern for you. And I just wanted to like squeeze you the whole time and be like, it's going to happen, and I know it. I did it. I'm with child. Also, people
1: people knew. Oh, I was biting my tongue so much when people, people in person during the meet and greets were like, I don't know if you are pregnant or going to be pregnant, because people kept being like, I feel like there's a child around you. I sense pregnancy. And I was like, oh, interesting. I hope so. And then we also, on Campfire Stories, there was one side discussion that people were having in the chat where everyone kept saying- I feel like December and January are going to be a big thing. Either we find out Corinne is pregnant then or she becomes pregnant then. And I remember reading that and being like, Well, that's when we're planning on telling everyone.
0: (laughs) I need to find this email. People are so intuitive because we were in Nashville. Do you remember? And we were backstage. We literally right off we right after the show, we got off stage and I looked at our inbox, or maybe it was Norfolk. I can't remember. But there was, oh yeah. I'm gonna find it. Because I saw it and I knew how in your head you are about everything. So I was like, I'm not going to let you read this. So I immediately, it was like, is Corinne pregnant? And that was the subject line. And I literally was like, I just don't want to freak Corinne out. I don't want her to get in her head. So I literally took the email and put it into like, we have like separate folders. (laughs) And I put it in. Oh yeah, it's literally called Christine Pregnant. Or sorry, it's from Christy. (laughs) It's from Christy. Corinne Pregnant, October 29th. I'm a medium from the Nashville show. But wait, Corinne, are you pregnant? If not, you will be in the next year. And they say the gender. What do they say? They say girl.
1: Okay, interesting. Because here's the thing with my intuition. I thought I would know. I thought I'd have like a dream or something would come to me. The only thing in my mind has been I'm having twins. I've had two ultrasounds. (laughs) There is one child in there. My mom thought, are you having twins? And then I just told Marissa yesterday and Marissa was like, Huh, I wonder if you're gonna have twins. I can't really see you having just a boy or just a girl. I feel like you're gonna have both at the same time. And I was like, that's weird that now like me, Marissa, and my mom are all like twin twin twin, but there's one child, so it doesn't really make sense. But my mom does this thing that she learned from my dad's mom, my Grammy, where you know how people sometimes people put like a ring on a string and they do it in front of someone's belly so the version my family does is you take a needle on sewing thread and you drape it over your wrist and you slowly like drag it across your wrist and then let the string like you pull it up and let it dangle kind of like a pendulum above and you just are completely still until the needle stops And it goes through and tells you how many children you're going to have and what you're going to have. And it told me, girl, boy, girl. And then my mom did it on all of our relatives that were there. And I video recorded all of my cousins who don't have kids to see what it would be. And then it was weird because we did it on people and everyone who had kids. It was right, which we were like, could it be my mom's, you know, like, could it be her subconsciously, like knowing exactly what people already have and doing it? But then she's done it for years and years, and it has accurately indicated people's children. She's not sure if it's right all the time, but it it has predicted. And when she's done it on people who already have kids, it's also shown some of people's, like, rainbow babies, angel babies, you know, like, people's – Oh, my people's... gosh. Grin. Yeah. So I have no idea, but
0: the needle says it's a girl. I think I'm having twins, but <laughs> there's only one child. <laughs> You know what's funny is weirdly last night. So, because my sister has Noemi and yeah. I had a like dream last night, it was so weird that she also now had twins, two girls, twin girls. And I was like, that's weird. And the twins were like in this dream, they were almost a year old. And then she found out she was pregnant again and she was like excited. But then she went to go get her ultrasound and she was having triplets and she was like freaking the fuck out. But it's so weird oh. that I had a dream about pregnancy and twins and I don't know, maybe – twins. Maybe they just haven't seen the second baby yet. <laughs> well, oh. I've been getting so in
1: my head too because on the two ultrasounds, there wasn't much movement. Like it was just kind of stretching its legs a little bit, but it wasn't like doing the worm or like flipping or like waving like sometimes they do. And I was like, is it because it's squished and there's another one behind it? But, But – I don't know. Oh my God. We'll find out. I have in a week I have the anatomy scan, so I think they'd find out then. But can I just tell you really quick how we told my parents because yes. I think it's funny about Christian. So just as a little bit of background.
0: I need to like move or something.
1: <laughs> Stretch it out. I was gonna tell you on the episode that we record next when I'm <gasps> researching, because I was like, maybe you won't notice the mug and if you're looking at me more while I'm talking, maybe you'll notice then, but then I couldn't hold it in. I noticed it right away. Yeah, the second I was like, hello. <laughs> okay, so as background, when Brian and I asked my brother to officiate our wedding, Mm -hmm. We sent him a gift and it said, will you officiate our wedding? He did not understand and he thought it was a weird way for us to ask if you would officially come to our wedding. Yes. So over the holidays, we told both of our families in different ways. But for my family, one of the things that we always did when we went up to Vermont was probably every other time or every third visit, we would stop at this place in the north end of Boston called Polkari's. And we would get a bunch of bags of really great, like freshly ground coffees from around the world for us all to try and drink that weekend. So we bring them up and I'm doing what I normally do. I like, I'm like, Hey, here's the Polkari coffee. Like there's some different brands. We're trying the Copenhagen one this time. And then we got the Nicaraguan and the, Oh wait, I don't remember what this one is. And I can't really read the handwriting. And then I just like brought it over to my mom. Cause I was like, can you read this? And it said, we're having a baby. And she jumps up and she screams. My dad takes a couple seconds to process. Then he does the same thing. I throw the bag to Christian, who's sitting on the couch across the living room. He reads it, super confused, still <laughs> not processing. The congratulations have been said, and Christian's still like, "What does I this can mean? see him. Just, nothing's really happening. So I go, Christian, we're pregnant and we're having a baby. He goes... Oh, (laughs) I didn't understand why everyone was freaking out about such a weird coffee name. (laughs) Like he took it so literal. I was like, I didn't think I could be more black and white than saying we're having a baby. But because it was on a coffee bag, it confused him.
0: (laughs) I feel like you're going to have to, I'm going to have to re-listen to this entire beginning of the episode because I'm still stuck on I'm with child. I am with child. Oh, I'll tell you one other pregnancy thing that ha- is happening
1: to me. This whole podcast is now going to be about your pregnancy because uh, that's <laughs> no, all I care about. Never. No, no, no. This is happening to me now. I think it normally happens to people when they're at like 30 weeks, but I guess I get it early. And it's called lightning crotch. What does that mean? Well, I had to Google it because I was like, is this normal or am I dying? It feels like someone took a bug zapper. And zapped your butthole.
0: <laughs> like laser hair like, removal?
1: But worse, because laser hair removal is like, ding, and then it's like over. This is like a few seconds of of being zapped in your butthole. Why does it happen? I don't know. I just stopped as soon as I saw that it's an actual thing. But hmm.
0: mm-hmm, it happens. <laughs> You're pregnant. You're with child. This is so exciting. I know. Weird. I'm so excited for you, Corinne.
1: I think I'm going to give birth the way that they do in the movie Alien. I think the child's just going to rip, like, out, rip of out of my skin with its little hand and crawl out.
0: Oh, yeah. You're going to have a little alien baby.
1: A weird child. A creepy one. <laughs> I should have put the mug up at the end of the episode. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's, <laughs> I'm, no I'm so excited. Them. I'm so glad you told me and I'm so <laughs> – what a bird. I mean <laughs> – ah.
1: My parents called me this morning and they said, what are you telling Sabrina? We're dying to know. (laughs) So I told them that I'm telling you this week and they couldn't wait.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So congratulations. Thanks. I just want to hug you. Virtual hugs. And then in a couple weeks, real. And then you'll
1: see my big belly because I'm like big now, which is more of the reason I think I'm having twins. I think I'm just bloated. Okay,
0: remember how much you were like, I gained so much weight. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You have a baby growing inside of you, you dumb hoe. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb hoe. You dirty little pregnant slut. Dirty slut. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe you had sex with your husband and you're going to have a child. I
1: think I looked more pregnant on tour than I do now because I was so bloated, which is another thing that happens, I guess, in the beginning of pregnancy. But it was weird watching my belly be so big And then like deflate a little bit and then grow a little bit again. However, I did gain a lot of weight on tour. And last time I was at my doctor, she was like, here's how much we want you to gain during pregnancy. And I was like, that's interesting. I feel like I've already gained a good amount of that. And she goes, yes, you have. (laughs) She's like, I wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) But this is how much you're supposed to have for the rest of pregnancy. So do with that information what you will.
0: I was like, oh, okay. I'm so excited for you, Corinne. Thank you. This is going to be such me an too. incredible journey. I know you're going to be such an incredible mother. I'm going to be such a creepy aunt. I'm so excited to watch this journey for you. Like it's truly – Thanks. You deserve all of this. Thank you.
1: Well, I feel like I need help because I don't know what's going on. So if people can tell me their recommendations for like products – for the child, for me, like, what diapers do I order for myself? Yes, you know, I can send you stuff. Great, thanks. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, yeah, send me, send me Lexi's well, I list. I bought a
0: lot of stuff for my sister.
1: Yeah, yeah, send me your sister's list.
0: Oh! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're
1: gathered here today to talk about a ghost-related story.
0: Yeah. We are. (laughs) And Sabrina's supposed to tell us it. How am I supposed to focus and how is anyone else supposed to focus? Well, I feel like a lot of
1: people's, maybe not a lot, but some people fast forward past our intro, so they might just
0: be completely ready to go. Well, then they won't know how big of a slut you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I called you big hole Sabrina the other day, but really I was projecting.
0: Oh man, after everyone on uh, Patreon found out about how you were being plowed, it makes sense. (sighs) Let it go, Brian. <laughs> nine inches
1: a baby, baby.
0: Okay, but nine inches, are we serious? What are you talking?
1: I can't actually talk about this offline. Okay, because, okay. If you look at a ruler, <laughs> like, that's, okay,
0: later. it's how you get twins. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more shocking, that you're pregnant, because I knew that was coming at some point, or nine inches. Uh, okay. Last question before we, before I tell you a story, um, don't know <laughs> okay. how I'm going to do that yet, but how are you feeling aside from being sick so much? Like how is everything else? Good. And your butthole first on fire. The,
1: land, the lightning zaps to my butthole. I think my body kept it together aside from the boob pain and some like cramping while we were on tour. So I think my first trimester primarily was pretty easy compared to a lot of other people. Cause I think I was like in survival mode where my Mm -hmm. body was like, you can't, because what was weird was when we would have breaks and we would go home, I would vomit. And then the second we were back on the road, I wouldn't again. And then as soon as I would get home with like within an hour, my body would be like, yeah. So I think I was totally like, my body was trying to protect me.
0: Right. That makes sense.
1: I had like one month of horrible nausea and like terribly tired. Couldn't do a single thing. Only two weeks of vomiting. One of those weeks was on the honeymoon.
0: <laughs> I know. I was going to say, how did it – that's so fun. Like, you got to celebrate yeah. your honeymoon and being pregnant. That's really fun.
1: Yeah. And there were so many pregnant people oh. on the beach. But I was, like, at the point where I was just barely-ish kind of starting to show. So I was, like, having that awkward speech in my head where I was, like, I kind of want people to know I'm pregnant. But really, they probably just think I'm a little chubby right
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> uh but otherwise I'm fine. Like second trimester has been good to me other than brutal acid reflux that keeps me up for hours. People say acid reflux means a lot of hair. I have heard that. That's what I've heard. I'm curious. Or maybe it means twins cuz there's t- two <laughs> heads of hair growing. I I got to get off this. Convincing
0: myself of something that's not happening. It is weird that I dreamt about twins last night. Maybe it was about Mm, you, not mm – maybe it's you're having a girl, and then you're going to have twins right after. Maybe I put my sister in there because I know that she has a child, and it just – my brain just – my dad's a twin, so. Okay. Well, there's no good transition. So Corinne's pregnant. I am back into doing some creative writing, and when I was researching this topic, I – Kept having this like narrative in my head, so I decided to write a little story that is really, truly just for me because I was feeling creative. Wonderful! It's for all of okay. us because we always love this. God damn it! You're pregnant! Ha! <laughs> I feel like that we came love out your
1: creative writing, Sabrina. Though <laughs> sometimes we put music over it because it is so lovely,
0: or like a sepia tone. Okay. She awoke with a strange yet familiar sensation the tinglings of darkness encroaching upon her mind. They were acquainted with one another. This plight was her fight. A sense of depression that taunted her mind, filled it with lies and half-truths that she'd battled for years. It was Sunday, and though the world was quiet around her, the noise was deafening. She had two choices. One, succumb. Allow it to take control and chain her down. Or two, take off into the woods. She'd done both many a time. Her bed was warm and cozy, but the restraints that she'd be choosing to submit to were cold, harsh, painful. The woods, well, they too were cold, but mysterious, unforgiving. Either way, there was no certainty. But today she chose the woods. From a young age, the darkest edges of the earth that were forestry and the wooded landscapes grounded her. It was as if, before this time, before inhabiting this fleshy vessel, she was part of the soil. Composition. Trees. Vines. Dirt. Every time she stepped into the woods, the world disappeared, and she was swallowed whole. Brought back to something inexplicable. Inhuman. But all at the same time, the most universal and purposeful place. So today, she chose the woods. The unknown and the mystery of the world would take on her vicious thoughts valiantly, defiantly. And like it had so many times before, she was certain it would come out victorious, banishing the tentacles of depression into a prison of its own. She was certain. But even certainty comes with risks because no one really knows what's going to happen. No one can really truly be certain. This was the day the woods betrayed her. It was the day she encountered the Staircase in the
1: Woods. Oh, I feel like I didn't breathe throughout that last <laughs> half.
0: Don't go up the stairs, lady. And we've never heard from her again. She's dead. Okay, this is The Staircase in the Woods. And it is so fascinating. Sorry, I, I, my brain's not functioning because <laughs> you're pregnant. I think I'm going to pause every two seconds to be like, wait a second, you're pregnant. <laughs> I
1: felt like I had to tell you on the podcast. You I did. I thought like that was the most fun way. Ah, uh, You did. It was, it, yes. I'm glad that you did. I couldn't tell you while I was on tour because I didn't have doctor's appointments. That's fair. I didn't know if things were okay. That's fair. I'm glad that they are. Me too. I'm so happy. Yes, my anxiety can... Whew.
0: Will you just smile with your mom cup? You're just so cute. That (laughs) was such an awkward smile. (laughs) I'm going to frame that and put it on my, put it behind me. Okay. So, a while back, we did an episode about Reddit stories, and I had found mm-hmm. this subreddit all about The Staircase in the Woods. And I spent hours reading these stories because they are so there are so many forums on Reddit where the writing is just so incredible and they're great stories to read. But this one, there's a lot of debate whether it's fictional or if it's true. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, while
1: you were reading it, did it feel like? More of a creative writing thing where people were adding to the lore, or did it feel like, holy shit, I've been looking for something to
0: explain what I encountered? So it feels like there's a combination. Like there's definitely some of some stories oh. who people are adding to the lore. And you, you know, you can read certain stories where you're like, okay, well, that mm-hmm. part feels a bit outlandish. But there are a lot that I'm like, oh, and it kind of makes sense. Okay. So I can't really be certain of the origin of the following story. Maybe it's a creepypasta or a way to engage an audience. Or you know what? Maybe it's proof that we live in a simulation. That's kind of my favorite theory.
1: It also just reminds me a little bit of the Mandela effect where it's like, what if some people always encounter stairs in the woods? And it's like very much as something that exists in another timeline. Hmm. But as people kind of glitch into different ones. Some think it's lore. Some think it's real.
0: It would be weird that, like, only the stairs exist, though, you know? Yeah. Ooh. It definitely feels alternate universe-y, simulation-y. Yeah. That's my understanding. Or that's my belief. I'll let all of you decide. The staircase
1: in the woods is whoever controls us in this simulation. It's their version of
0: taking the pool stairs out of the pool. Yes. (laughs) Sims for us. Literally. This is the story of the staircase in the woods or staircases because it's not just one. We talked about Winchester Mystery House like way, way early of the podcast. But you know how they talk about how she built stairs that literally led to nowhere or just like went up to the yep. ceiling. So picture that. Mm-hmm. Picture the stairs that lead to nowhere. Picture creating a Sims house but only putting the stairs there and then surrounding it by the woods. Take Bigfoot Black eyed kids and all of the mysterious beings and creatures and entities, and combine their lore and their mystery into a stairwell because that is basically what this is. It is so mysterious. We don't understand it. We don't know where it leads to. We don't know why it's there, who put it there. We don't know anything. So, I will just to start this story, whether it's true or not, if you do encounter stairs in the woods, do Not climb them. Do not touch them. Don't take a step closer just to see. Don't feel them. Nothing. It is not recommended. Okay.
1: I have heard that. Yes. Don't fuck around. I feel like we read an email
0: too. I don't know. Just turn and walk away, basically. Anyway, yes. Avoid. Don't even put a toe on the stair. It's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth – you'll hear some stories later. It's just not worth it. Sometimes if you turn and walk away and look back, the stairs are gone. Mm. This episode, I'm not going to say it's a true story, but let's just for the sake of enjoying ourselves and enjoying a good story and allowing ourselves to get a little spooked, let's just suspend disbelief for a moment because this legend is about a staircase. The legend goes that all over the world, there are random staircases in the woods Very deep in the woods, in the forests, and in national parks. So far from civilization, so deep in the topography, so hidden, and so peculiar. Just a staircase. You might be in Yosemite National Park and find an old iron spiraling staircase reaching up to nowhere. Or maybe you're in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. I don't know why you'd be there, but maybe you are. And you come upon a wooden staircase, also ascending seemingly to nowhere. They vary in color, in material, in length, in location. They vary in height and in depth. Some reach so high that the top is nowhere in sight. Some are so short that they're incredibly tempting to climb because you're like, what could go wrong? Some have doors. Some are super steep. Some are deep. They all vary. The one commonality about these, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, maybe this is like from an old civilization or an old building that has been decrepit and just the stairs are still here. But Mm -hmm. when you think of something being left to decay, regardless of if the rest of the house decayed, you would expect to see dirt, leaves, rotting, something.
1: Yeah. And usually the perimeter, like the structure or even like the base, like when people go hunting for like old foundations so you would at least see the foundation because that wouldn't leave you would be able to see that you would expect
0: something but these are all clean and also it wouldn't disappear if you turned around for a second <laughs> good point but also these are all like very clean stairs like there's no sign of dirt decay anything which is that's already a red flag and i'm pretty sure there's a hike in Los Angeles, where there's like old ruins of like a hideout. And I for sure have climbed those steps, but it's known what it is. So I understand the temptation. Like if you see a stairwell in the woods, you're like, Ooh, what is this? Where does this go to? Especially if it's a small one, you could think that someone like tried to build it over a river or, you know, like you could mistake it as a part of a trail or something. But don't be tempted, you guys. Don't do it.
1: No. It's really funny hearing you say that. Because normally all of these warnings also come with playing paranormal games. But I feel like you have enough curiosity where you might actually play a paranormal game. Where some people might be like, well, what if I do just touch the railing? Or what if I just sit on the bottom step with my feet
0: still on the ground? I think I'd be more likely to explore the stairs than most paranormal games that we've ever talked about. Hmm. Even after researching this? Um, no, but I think, I mean, <laughs> just more like if I was out in the woods and you are there with me, I, I feel like you wouldn't be the person who's doing this. So I'm going to say, Sven is there with me. We're out in the woods and we come across a stairwell and Sven's like, okay, we either go like touch the stairs or right now we play like a horrifying paranormal game. I think I'd be like, I'm going to take my chances with the stairs. Because, listen, Hmm. if I disappear into another parallel universe, it doesn't mean that it's a negative thing. Like, maybe it's really cool over there. Yeah,
1: maybe it's way better. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. No one's come back, have they? Who's going to tell Bigfoot, Corinne? I think Bigfoot knows (laughs) because Bigfoot just is, you know? Bigfoot's in the wind. Bigfoot's in your heart. (laughs) Bigfoot
0: is everywhere. I feel like you just sounded like Matthew McConaughey. Everything all at once. Bigfoot's in your (laughs) heart. All right, all right,
1: all right.
0: You kind of have, like, Bigfoot— vibes with your outfit right now
1: i do i look like i'm ready to go
0: trench through the forest yeah it's a maternity onesie that i'm already wearing (laughs) it looks comfy it is okay so there's a chance that like you go up these steps and it's Bigfoot's galore on the other side it's a little bit like jack and the beanstalk what's going on i don't know might be interesting interesting to find out enough of the ominous lead up I did want to know more about the stairs and like where they came from. Did they always exist? Are they an urban legend? It is hard to know for certain what it is. But thanks to the internet, a lot of people started to share their stories about them. So I was able to like kind of trace a little bit. I found an article about a girl on TikTok, Jessie V, who in 2021 posted like a whole series warning people not to approach stairs in the woods And it kind of went viral, and I think it brought back a resurgence of this story. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up finding what seems to be, or what the internet claims to be, the first mention of Stairs in the Woods, and it dates back to 2016. It's from a user who goes by Search and Rescue Woods. The user, I'm not sure what their name is, but they are a search and rescue officer for Woods and Like there are so many wild stories that they had posted on Reddit just about their job and a lot of missing persons. And it reminded me a lot of the episode you did about missing children and missing people in national parks and how kids just like disappear or like people will be steps away from each other. They turn around, they're gone. Yeah, And it was fascinating reading these stories from this user because it makes me think like, and also doing the research about Staircase in the Woods, I'm like, what if the stairs only appear to certain people? And
1: okay, well here's something. Did you come across any discussions about like the stairs being a fae trap? Yes. Okay, because that's
0: what I was just thinking. Like if it's yeah. only
1: for certain people, perhaps it's the fae.
0: Right. I didn't see like a very thorough analyzation of that, but there is, mm-hmm. there was like a. Some people think it's fairies. Some people think it's like a joke from aliens. Some people think it's stairs to alternate dimension there was a lot of mention of david polides polidus platus is that a Pilates, david platus who you've talked about a lot and yes. there was a lot of discussion of like what if these stairs are the reason so many people disappear in the wilderness it doesn't really give us an answer but it's like one step literally haha huh? <laughs> one step closer <laughs> <laughs> yeah And,
1: too, if we think about the number of children who go missing, there's so much curiosity and, like, it's an opportunity
0: to play, right? You play on the stairs. I'm going to read. I cut some of it out because the very first post where Search and Rescue Woods posted about the stairs, it does have a bunch of other stories. I left some in there because there are some that are just, like, wild. Okay. So, eight years ago, Search and Rescue Woods wrote on Reddit, I wasn't sure where else to post these. I've been a search and rescue officer for a few years now, and along the way, I have seen some things. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time, they just wander off the path or slip down a small cliff, and then they can't find their way back. Majority of them have heard the old, stay where you are thing, and they don't wander far. But I've had two cases where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot, and I use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing persons cases I get called on. The first, and I feel like you may have read this to us, or we've heard something similar to this. Mm -hmm. The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together, and both of them went missing around the same time. Their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds, and in that time, both kids apparently wandered off. When their parents couldn't find them, they called us, and we came out to search the area We found the daughter pretty quickly, and when we asked where her brother was, she told us that he had been taken away by the bear man. We did talk about this. Right? I can't
1: remember if we brought this part up in our three-part Bigfoot series, because we talked about some of the missing 411 cases that talked about, like, the big hairy man, or
0: if we talked about it in our missing 411 episode, but one of those has this. Yeah. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the bear man and seemed calm. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. The little girl was also insistent that he wasn't a normal man, but that he was tall and covered in hair like a bear and had a weird face. We searched the area for weeks. It was one of the longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of the kid. The other (sighs) was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest, and she never came down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours calling her name before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere, and we never found a trace of her. I have no idea where she could have possibly gone because neither her mother or grandpa ever saw her come down from the tree. A few times, I've been out on my own searching with a canine, and they've tried to lead me straight up cliffs. Not hills, not even rock faces— Straight, sheer cliffs with no possible handholds. It's always baffling. And in those cases, we usually find the person on the other side of the cliff or miles away where the canine has led us. I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's sort of strange. Like, how does a person go from one side of this, like, flat, towering sheet exactly to the other side? This is like that little kid who was found,
1: it was something like seven miles away mm-hmm. and— Increased in elevation and there were all these peaks and valleys and streams and stuff. And yet the child had no dirty feet, was completely fine. It was like, well, how did you get this many miles away through all this terrain? Either there was a little portal or something carried them.
0: Freaky. I'm getting to the stairs. There's Some of these stories are just so creepy. Okay. They are. I was teamed up with another search and rescue officer because we'd received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who had not come home from a climbing trip when he was supposed to, and we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get to where we figured he would be. We found him trapped in a small crevasse with a broken leg. It was not pleasant. He'd been there for almost two days, and his leg was obviously infected. We were able to get him in a chopper, and I heard from one of the EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. He kept talking about how he'd been doing fine, and when he'd gotten to the top, there was a man there. He said the guy had no climbing equipment— And he was wearing a parka and ski pants. He walked up to the guy, and when the guy turned around, he apparently had no face. It was just blank. He freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain too fast, which is why he had fallen. He said he could hear the guy all night climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible, muffled screams. What the fuck? Okay, because
1: at first I was like, what if this is a ghost of someone who was injured during a hike or a climb? But the fact that it was descending and
0: screeching and Ew. no face it's not like if it's like a bloody face or like a bruised face it's just no face like i'm imagining <sighs> blurry like a ugh, like i'm imagining this yeah basically Props. i'm thinking of
1: the creatures in the movie the descent <laughs> have you have seen that i've seen Where that. they like go into the cave this group of I've women and there's this like These human hybrid weird creatures who have evolved to live in the dark and they just like eat them and take them out one by one. But I like to picture that there's these smooth creatures somewhere. Smooth. And they don't belong here. They don't live here. But one of them's dream was to just be able to mountain climb and they got their (sighs) items that they need and the shrieking is like their version of just screaming
0: of joy. Or that's how they communicate. Maybe. Maybe. Do you have a picture of your ultrasound? Do you have a (laughs) sonogram?
1: Yes. Do I want to text it to you? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about babies right now. We're talking about beastly creatures
0: descending from the mountaintops. Which makes me think of baby. No, that's the (laughs) only thing I'm going to think about for the rest of my life until you Uh, have a baby. Until it's like actually here.
1: It is so creepy though that... He had to basically hide in the
0: crevasse. <gasps> I mean, he was injured. Oh, it's so cute! Sorry, we're talking about two different things, but I just need <laughs> your baby's like lounging like this.
1: Yeah, and its legs are completely. That's why I think I'm so big. I think it's because it doesn't bend its legs.
0: It's not squished in there. It's like oh, it's fully. Oh, I mean, you made the mistake of bringing baby to a to Aruba right away. Yeah, it was like, ooh, float floating here. I like this kind of life. Relaxation.
1: I <laughs> think it's going to be addicted to virgin mudslides when it comes to- <laughs> Wait, can I tell you one of my cravings that you were there for when it yes. started? I was actually just going to ask. What is it? For a while, it was strawberries and egg salad sandwiches. You were there when I first got the egg salad sandwich. Yeah, in Denver. In Denver. I was like, I need an egg salad sandwich. <laughs>
0: Wow. That's actually a great one. It's got a lot of protein.
1: It was. And that was it for a while. And then I've only had – I had like three days where luckily it's gone. I had three days last week where I was like, I need a Rice Krispie treat, but like one that's made from a bakery and it needs to have birthday cake flavored icing on top. That's so specific.
0: Yeah. Brian had to go to Whole Foods and construct it. I was going to say, I feel like the Whole Foods one – yeah. Wow! Oh, <laughs> but you were there for the egg salad. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was so glad that you were able to <laughs> get Beginnings. it. Okay, back to staircase in the woods. So this is the last part of post one that search and rescue had posted in 2016. This is the last one I'll tell, and it's probably the weirdest story I have. Now, I don't know if this is true in every search and rescue unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken, regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've all gotten so used to it that it doesn't really seem weird anymore. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you look at the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone else I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very, very clearly that I should never go near them. So now I just sort of ignore them when I run into them because it happens so frequently. That's suspicious. Surgeon and Rescue posts this and puts it on Reddit and immediately people start responding specifically oh. about the stairs. Like there's so many creepy stories, but the stairs story really sticks out to so many people. There are so many people who are like, I've actually encountered something like this. So Search and Rescue responded with a part two. And I'll, we'll link in the show notes if you want to go to this on Reddit. There's a story master list of the staircase in the woods and it shows the first originals from Search and Rescue and then there's all these other ones. Okay. perfect. So Search and Rescue Woods responded with. There's a lot of feedback about the stairs. So I'll touch on that briefly here and I'll also include a story. I have heard they come in a variety of shapes, sizes, styles, and conditions. Some are pretty dilapidated, some are just ruins, but others are brand new. I saw one that looked like it came from a lighthouse. They were metal and spiral, almost old-fashioned. The stairs don't go up infinitely or farther than I can see, but there are some sets that are taller than others. Just imagine the stairs in your house, as if someone cut and pasted them in the middle of nowhere. I'd say about every fifth call I go on, I end up running across a set of stairs. Sometimes they're relatively close to the path, maybe within two or three miles. Sometimes they're 20, 30 miles out, literally in the middle of nowhere. And I only find them during the broadest searches or training weekends. They're usually in good condition, but sometimes it looks like they've been out there for years. All different kinds, all different sizes. The biggest I ever saw looked like they came out of a turn-of-the-century mansion and were at least 10 feet wide with steps leading up at least 15 or 20 feet. I tried talking about it with people. And they just give me the same response my trainer did. It's normal. Don't worry about it. They're not a big deal. But don't go up to them. Don't get close to them. Don't touch them. When trainees ask me about it now, I give them the same response. Because I don't really know what else to tell them. I'm really hoping I get a better answer. But it hasn't happened yet.
1: Uh, Part of me is almost like, if I take the approach that's not paranormal, do we think that there's some artist? I feel like that's such an artist thing to do where it's like, Almost like a Banksy version where there's no identity, but they're not looking for publicity. And it's just been their thing for decades where they just randomly put up a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's some artists who like love spending time outdoors, going on hikes, and it's just their weird little thing. And they've just never said anything because they get joy out of what other people
0: interpret it as in the stories that come off of it. I mean, that's a cool exhibit for someone to do if that's like what they're into. But imagine having to lug all of this material out into the middle of the woods. Like a lot of Mm -hmm. these are Mm -hmm. miles and miles from civilization that you would have to hike to. How do you bring all of this material? Think about the turn of the century mansion sized steps. Right. And you would think someone would hear something
1: or see something, especially if someone's constructing it with like tools and it's making noise. There'd be a few people out there that would be, that would say something. It would make the news, wouldn't it? Or like the
0: Backpackers Forum. So in response to Search and Rescue Wood's second post, a user called Pope Ferdinand responded. So I have a possible bit of info and a personal account recording the stairs for you. But we're not supposed to talk about it. But I do believe in being kind and I at least want to pass along info about dangerous shit. The first time I came across the stairs, I was a kid. I was out with older relatives, and I spotted them maybe 60 yards away from where we were gathering bear grass. I wandered over, got to about 20 feet from them, and saw they were made of wood. They were clean and polished. No dust, no leaves, nada. When I got close, everything went quiet and the light grew dimmer. This is funny because it was a bright day up until that point. I looked back and my family, although only 60 or so yards away, looked like they were so far away. A feeling of sheer terror hit me and I ran like hell back to my family. I sprinted to my uncle crying and breathless and told him about the stairs. But when I gestured back, they were gone. My uncle's face went very stern and he told me not to ever do that again. He said that they used to appear as the frames of doors or stone step-ups, large boulders, but now they show up as stairs and they are never, ever to be approached. He said, huh. they lead to the spirit world, and people who touch them can be stolen away. I've seen them several wow. times since then. Not the same set, but just like you described, they can be big, small, new, dilapidated, etc. Each time I see them, I lay down medicine, say a prayer of protection, and get the hell away from where they appear.
1: It's interesting that they were doors, because part of me is like, oh, they're evolving. Yeah. But at the same time, opening a door it feels kind of, it could be just as tempting as
0: going up some stairs. I wonder if like, because they're all so different, it almost feels like there's different pockets of paranormal groups in the mm. whatever universes or alternate dimensions or other planes that are like, we first started with, I'm picturing like, um, what's it called? Monsters, Inc. Outlander. Outlander, like oh. with the rock. <laughs> You know how, like that rock. Run
1: totally different monsters. <laughs> Inc. Monsters
0: Inc. Can use an Outlander. <laughs> the doors are the boulder. Yes, yes. Similar, similar concepts. <laughs> but yeah, like the fact that the I'm thinking of Outlander and how people used to think like certain areas and like there's vortexes and ley lines intersecting and perhaps those are portals to places. And I wonder if there are certain things. And like I'm even thinking of like superstition mountains now, like where that gold is hidden. What if the guy who hit it found these stairs or found the mm. portal that was a rock at that time? And now it's just evolved. It does feel like a door in a stairwell is almost like a manipulative, like, oh, we know the human race will want to explore these. So it sounds like right. they want to lure us there. But why? We're not cool. We're not great. We're gross.
1: Yeah. What's the intrigue with us? Unless I don't know. food, sustenance. We're just. We're like Eye of Newt in their witchcraft stew, you know? Like, we're just a yeah. piece to—we're being
0: used for something. We're being killed off. One naive human who came up the stairs. Just little flesh sacks. Mm. I don't know. Okay, so now all of these people are posting their own stories, and it almost becomes like a web sleuth community all about the stairs, which is kind of cool, and people are read taping, red stringing, putting things together, trying to figure out what these are. They're always located far away from civilization in the middle of the forest. Sometimes they exist near like cemeteries or burial grounds. Some people feel really uncomfortable when they get closer to the stairs, like oppression and like tightness in their chest. Others feel lured towards them. There are theories that range from aliens, glitches in the simulation, fae. Some are like, oh, well, maybe these are created because they sit on top of ley lines and they are kind of like opening to a portal. And over the years, people have put together major examples of these stairs throughout history and from all over the world, trying to understand what they are. And there's, I think there's like nine, there's nine cases from all over the world that are kind of, that there's evidence of, if that makes sense. Mm. Because in Cambodia, there's this staircase called Plu Ser, I think that's how you say it, but it's a 2,000-foot-long staircase that leads to somewhere no one knows. It's 2,000 believe,
1: mm-hmm. feet long? Yeah. Can you see it from space? <laughs> is that a <laughs> dumb question? I feel like that's really – that's how high is that 2,000 feet at an angle, whatever angle stairs are at? That seems like you could see it above
0: the treetops, no? Well, I guess it depends where you are. Yeah. Some people believe it might have led to a temple or the city of – And I'm not going to be able to say this properly, but there's a city that is now covered with dense forest vegetation. So people are like, this probably was a part of something else. There is Mm. a city nearby that has become dilapidated and like a part of the forest. So there's some logical explanations or non-paranormal explanations.
1: Right. Okay.
0: There's a ghostly staircase in Sweden. There's a place called Madame Sherry's Stairs in the U.S., There's the staircase of missing time in the Philippines. There's a staircase without a destination in Germany. So people are trying to figure out anything, but it's so hard to because it's like, well, all of these stairs that technically have evidence could be explained by existing or being a part of a previous civilization or society or structure. Okay. But like I said, there's an entire Reddit forum with stories, thousands of stories about people experiencing staircases in the woods. Some of them are very clearly fiction. Some of them are not. It is hard to know what is what. But I did want to read a couple small stories to end two years ago. And this is why it's like wild is that people have been posting and writing about this for years now. Like, it's not like a, oh, this is a good story and let's move on. It's like, no, okay, well, thank God this exists now because everyone else can share their stories.
1: It's kind of like black eyed kids where it's like, it's not common knowledge. Like you kind of have to seek out what you experienced to find other people who've also experienced it. Yeah. So it is good that it does exist still in this sort of way for people to feel less alone and also understand what they just encountered. And know if they ever freaking find it again because it seems like they witnessed something and they were opened up or they're a target to be lured to just not make the wrong move.
0: I'm pretty sure I texted you one day asking if you were pregnant. (laughs) When? I'm looking. It was back in August, so it was too too early. So I was not. (laughs) You were not. I
1: was telling the truth. No, I know, I know.
0: I just had a moment where I was like, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I have a couple stories. This is from someone who is a search and rescue officer, and they were saying that this is like their coworker's story. Okay. A man and his girlfriend went camping. They set up their tent and got a good fire going. At night, they both fell asleep, and during the night, the man noticed his girlfriend wasn't there. He thought maybe she had gone to use the bathroom, but felt he had to make sure she was okay. But he couldn't find her anywhere. So he starts going into the forest that was adjacent to their camping area. He walked a little ways and saw her standing next to a staircase. Uh Uh-oh. She seemed like she was in a trance, so the man said, Honey, come on, let's go back to our tent. But she said, No, I've got to go. And while she said this, she's staring at the top of the stairs. It took some coaxing before the lady returned to the tent. Whether she had subconsciously gone there, been called there, who knows, because the next day, she didn't remember why she went there. And then they reported it the next day, but no one can find the stairs that they were talking about. Another story is that the experienced ranger, who I'm talking about in the story before, told a young rookie about a time he witnessed a guy get his hand sliced clean off when they found a really weird staircase in the woods. Basically, this man found the stairs, climbed up to them, and it happened so fast. When he got to the top of the stairs, he reached out to touch a tree branch and lost his hand. It was a completely clean wound. What? What? Like something macheted him or something? Basically.
1: I'm so confused. Right? This is so startling. This is so
0: disturbing. It's so disturbing. Oh,
1: God. And also, too, part of me, I mean, the very first story, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even consider that it's not your choice whether
0: or not to walk up the stairs. You could just be put into a trance. Thank goodness he found her before she walked (sighs) up them. Yeah.
1: Ew. Ew. What was hanging out in the tree? Or at the top of the stairs or whatever.
0: I hate that. In Sweden, two young men found a solitary ladder and decided to climb it. One of them felt his shoulder touched and turned, thinking it was his companion. But his friend was too far away to have touched him. The touch, he says, was icy. Another story tells of a woman who was on the ladder who fell suddenly dead. And the report spoke of a brain aneurysm. So there's something... Touching people, something hurting people. Yeah. Something you can't see. This is reminding me a
1: little bit of that bridge, that suicide dog bridge where the dogs just go crazy and
0: just— Yeah, like, what is it that they can see that we can't? end there. Yeah. yeah. There's another story in the Philippines, which is one of the original cases that stirred up the whole heat behind the mysterious staircases found in the woods. There was a forest ranger that was looking for people lost in the forest, and during one of his patrolling sessions— The ranger came across two staircases leading deep into the forest. He chose to ascend one of the stairs. The first set of the staircases was decorated, while the second one seemed to be made out of stone. While climbing the stones, he came across a vicious dog. He tried to avoid the dog, so he climbed further up the stairs. All of a sudden, the dog disappears, and he finds nothing. So he traced his steps backwards, gets down to the bottom of the steps, And when he returns to work, everyone's very confused. They're like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? This man is also confused. He is told that he was fired five years ago. Because when he went out for his last search five years ago for those missing people in the woods, he never came back. Stop. I have such bad chills. I
1: love that you went to... You went to hold your baby. I'm holding my boobs because the nips are just <laughs> The nips hurt. <laughs> They'll cut the computer screen if I don't hold them in. That's just wild because it's like, well, it's kind of like that show Manifest, too, where the whole plane goes missing. Where it's not – like, he returned to work and learns that, but then now he has to go break the news to friends and family that (laughs) – break the news like it's something bad that he's alive. Right. Right. Oh, God. So weird. It's so weird. We've heard of time slips where it's, like, a couple days, and that seems really extreme, and,
0: like, alien UFO abduction cases and Mm -hmm. whatnot, but – I think it's a show 3100 or something like that, the alien one, where, like, all these people are abducted, and then on, like, a day, they all return. They have like powers and stuff. Oh. It was on Netflix. I think we've talked about it before. I watched some of it, but I never finished it. This last story is from the U.S. So apparently back in the 1940s, there were all these reports of animal mutations. So a CDC team was set up to investigate. During the entire period of the investigation, it was reported that some random staircases would appear and give off frequencies in the woods. like. If you put an EMF reader near them, it was like going off through the roof. The camp was set about, about 30 meters away from one of the staircases. When they woke up the next morning, that staircase vanished from its spot, and it left behind a burnt mark. Then, two days later, it reappeared 50 meters away. They tried to take samples of the staircase, but the wood was hard as rock and wouldn't chip. Then it vanished again. No one knows where they went, or what happened, or what was causing them, why they were causing animal mutations, the stairs cannot be examined.
1: What in the world? This is so creepy. How has no one made a horror movie about this yet? Made a movie out Should of it? Should we write one? Sure. I think it's time that we, we write our first feature film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love Damn. it. That's the uh, story of the staircase in the woods. That's terrifying. Yeah. If I ever find a staircase, I'm going to
1: run out of the woods screaming. Good. I highly recommend that. Oh, It feels scarier. Like, I felt like the scariest thing to encounter in the woods structurally would just be like a old dilapidated cabin because that's sort of how all the murdery horror stories go. Mm-hmm. Or like that one movie, Mama, where like she took in the little kids and kept them in the cabin. What's that one? Did you watch that? Is that the one with
0: – she got the plastic surgery? Oh, is that different?
1: Is that m- Mommy Mommy or something like that? I don't know. They're
0: so close there's, in name. There's so many of the, them, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not the plastic surgery one. It's like okay, this man is with his two really young girls. Something happens to him. The young girls are alone in the cabin. Their CPS or whatever takes them in. Or like a detective takes them in. Mm-hmm. And they're acting very bizarrely. And it's basically discovered that there's this like really – creepy scary paranormal motherly figure that has been caring for the girls will do anything to protect them so it's like very creepy
0: like won't let them go either creepy i want to watch that yes so yeah now you have another thing to be afraid of everyone (laughs) stairs in the woods stairs in the woods Mm -hmm. Jeez louise that is really freaky yeah, and there's so many stories. I want to go on that Reddit. There's so many, and so many of them are so long that like it's hard to read all of them on here. But I highly recommend if people have, please send me that link. Yeah, if people have a free free day or week, I want to read. All right, I'm texting it to you. Okay, it goes your sonogram and then creepy staircase in the woods stories. Yeah, I mean, that's that is not that is this episode. Yeah. that that is this episode oh my gosh okay
1: i have an email and it wasn't i was really trying to search hard for like a staircase in the woods email and maybe Mm -hmm. it was just different words i was putting in and sequence Mm -hmm. wouldn't bring one up so if you've sent us one before and i'm not reading it now please just bump it in our inbox or if you have one that you're sitting on email us your story at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com
0: And if you're in an alternate dimension because you did climb those stairs and you can't email it to us, we hope it's okay over there. Yeah, what's it like? Tell us. (laughs) Do you want to be pen pals? (laughs) Okay,
1: this is from Alex, and it's called Flesh Runner Story. Oh. Hello, ladies. I'm your biggest fan, truly. You guys get me through my long, monotonous landscape days with a little pep in my step, of course. I recently listened to your Reddit deep dive episode, I Like to Bounce Around, and Corinne's story reminded me of what I will call flesh runners to avoid using the real native term for them. Hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, we also we, call flesh we pedestrians, fleshy boys. You know, we know. Fleshy boys. So, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I used to work for a wilderness therapy program in the... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this. Yunta Mountain Range. U-I-N-T-A-H. Wilderness Therapy Program? How fun. I mean, I don't know enough about the program, but also I'm thinking about those wilderness camps that the kids were sent to where they'd be, like, horribly abused and murdered. Oh, did
0: you? I haven't watched that on Netflix. I'm like, it just sounds so terrible. Yeah. Paris Hilton went to one.
1: What? Hopefully it wasn't like that. Hopefully this one was fun and there was... Camping and hiking and kayaking and good times and ghost stories around the campfire. <laughs> okay. This program was a few hours east of the city in a small town called Duchen. Duchen. I'm struggling with pronunciations here. That's okay. Just outside of Duschen is where the Flesh Runner Ranch is located, and the Yuntas are known for some strange encounters. In my time at this program, I have never had the opportunity to work in the mountains because we have some other field areas and I was more needed in those areas. That being said, I never had any personal accounts of spooky happenings, thank God, but I have heard some stories from other former employees, and I'm gonna
0: share those with you now. Eek. Being in the woods is just so spooky. Like I know it is. There's such beauty in the woods, but it is like really, really terrifying. Cause you know, ne- like It's not our natural habitat. We're out of our element. We are prey. We don't have
1: our our houses, our shelter. Yeah. It's also, I'm sure, very freaky to work in a program like that where you're somewhat out in the woods or at least people that you're friends with are actively out there and hear these stories. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the program is a backpacking program where the students and staff will backpack to new sites every couple of days. When we would get to a new site, one staff member typically explores the area a bit to find a good place for main camp and a shelter area. So they get to the new site and a staff goes into the woods to check it out. A few minutes later, the staff comes back and asks everyone to follow him to the shelters. The kids and the staff get up and they follow him into the woods. At some point while they're following the staff, this guy disappears and they keep going the same way and they realize that he isn't around anywhere. The one that they're following? Yes. Yes. Oh. He just disappeared. Their leader disappeared. And he's not around anywhere, so they head back to where they had ended the hike, and the original staff member who set out to explore the area was there, waiting, rather flustered and worried, saying, where have you guys been? I've been waiting here for almost an hour. The are this way, complete opposite direction from where they had just been led. Which was also a surprise because, according to the group, they had only been gone a few minutes.
0: Oh, I hate it. I hate it because it's a massive group of people disappearing and one person disappeared. Like, yeah. who disappeared? And who was the person that was leading them that lo- made themselves look like? That oh, that's. Counselor. Oh, wait. I didn't even. Pro- I thought it was like as they were walking. Oh, my gosh.
1: No, no. The staff member was like, follow me. And then they followed him. He disappeared. And then when they went back to the camp, to the like main area,
0: oh, he was, that
1: same staff member
0: was like, where have you guys been? That's even worse. So it was a doppelganger.
1: Yeah. Something was luring them. Thank
0: goodness then the doppelganger disappeared and this group was able to go back to camp because like where was I it know. leading them to?
1: Because otherwise they would have just kept following. Yeah. They were trying to. They were trying to locate this guy. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Here's
1: a positive thought. Okay. There's two other stories that I'll read, but here's a positive take. What if while that guy was going and exploring where they were going to build their shelter, something dangerous was going to happen where the group was waiting for him? And so something else in the woods was like, I have to get these kids to a safe spot to avoid whatever's coming through that one area. So they lured them away, then disappeared so they could go back and reconnect with their group,
0: but just they couldn't be in the in the spot that they were waiting in originally. That's nice of you. It is weird though that like they like fully interacted with that person. Ooh, yeah. creepy. Okay,
1: second story. Okay, so our program had field staff. They would go in the field with the kids and a logistic staff who would bring out water and supplies every day to the groups. Every night, we had one logistics staff member who sleeps out near the field area in a truck in case there's any night emergency so that they're close range to assist. So, one time, a staff member went out to the outskirts of the field area around sunset and started setting up for the night. Brave souls will sleep in the truck bed, but I've only ever slept inside. And thankfully, now they have a suburban vehicle, so it's more comfortable, it's warmer to sleep in. So, this staff member was setting up in the bed of the truck with his camping gear when he heard some sticks breaking in the woods it was dark and it was quiet and then he noticed something dark and tall in the woods Bigfoot. slowly started walking towards him even standing in the bed of the truck this creature was still taller than this man Ooh. it started picking up its pace towards the truck and the staff quickly jumped out of the bed of the truck into the front seat and he turned on the truck he looked behind him and then there was nothing He was so freaked out, he quit the very next day.
0: That is terrifying. And it feels so like, I'm just imagining you feel like you're going to die. Like, that is, yeah, so threatening. And you're so You're alone, and there's a beast coming for you. Defenseless, yeah. That's scary. And even if you
1: are in a truck, who's, who's to say that this thing can't outrun your truck in the terrain that you're in? Ugh. Okay, last story. The staff and the kids set up shelters for the night, and depending on the situation, they tend to sleep in a line on the ground or in two rows. One staff had a dream that they were all sleeping together, but in this old abandoned cabin and that they saw a dark figure walk inside of the cabin, and this figure stood over one of the kids. The entity proceeded to pick this student up and carry him towards the door, and the staff was unable to move or to scream at all. The next day, when the staff circled up and went over their plan for the day, he described this dream to the other staff. And to his utter shock, every other staff member had the exact same dream. What? In that cabin, watching a student get picked up and carried out of the door. They overheard this particular student talk about some weird dream that he had that he couldn't remember. But he recalled that he was floating or flying. He felt like he was being lifted from the ground. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a dream. I frequently go back to Duchenne to help out with the program when they're short on staff, and only recently was I able to explore the Unta field area that they go to in the summertime. But because I did not have all of my de-escalation training up to date, I was unable to do the nightly emergency staff in the field, and I was feeling quite blessed for it. <laughs> Bummer. Anyway, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. Anyway, love the pod. Keep doing what you're doing, Alex.
0: Yeah, I feel like anyone who has a job like that has so many stories because you're bound to, if you spend time Mm -hmm. in the woods, if you spend time camping, you're bound to experience something strange like this. Like, I feel like that it's inevitable.
1: It does feel that way. Although, how lucky is Alex that Alex hasn't experienced anything? It's just hearing the stories from the other staff members. (sighs) Ew. I just am rethinking about the kid like being carried out. He was abducted somehow and everyone, the dream. I'm flustered.
0: It happened. It's real. It feels
1: like it happened.
0: Yeah. And like everyone was like so like sleepy watching it happen. And the only way to process it was as a dream. Yeah. There's some
1: sort of like dust, sleepy dust put over everyone. So it feels so surreal that you're like, this has to be a dream. Especially because they said that they couldn't get up and move. So it's almost yeah. like they were in this p- paralysis state where they were just like, everyone was watching. And even the kid, I'm sure he was paralyzed. The poor bit, kid. It sounds like. I hope that he was just like, wow, what a cool dream where I was lifted and floated and flying and not actually
0: realizing that he was abducted. At least he was returned. I want to know how many people thought Corinne was pregnant. Raise your hand if you were super intuitive. I also now like I want to like hang out with Christy and be like, okay, what else do you know, Christy? Because you were spot on. A spot
1: on. I remember when we got that email and I saw it come through because it was on my phone and you were like, oh, shoot, I already hid that away so you wouldn't see it. And I was like, why? So I didn't think someone was calling me fat. <laughs> like, hey, are you pregnant? Because you sure as heck looked like it on stage.
0: <laughs> I love that that's your first that's thought. that's not what they meant. And also, it was true, you were, and I pulled it because I didn't want you to get in your head. Because then there was also, (sighs) there there was someone else who was like, I just read it and I'm forgetting, but it said like, if you're not yet, you will be this year with a girl.
1: It was that person, but then there was someone else too, that when we were in person, she was like, I don't know. She told us in person basically the same thing. Yeah. So wild. It is crazy what people pick
0: up on the energies. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm so excited for you and Brian. I get to flex my creepy aunt muscles again. So excited. Oh, yeah. And I get to learn (laughs) how to love another. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) If you need anything, I feel like I'm saying this for our whole community, but kind of. I just know, you know, our community. I just feel like everyone is so supportive and so loving and so kind. Yeah, And this is going to be like, there's just, I already feel the massive community hug and energy and positivity that is coming towards you. And I hope you feel it and hope you know that you have this like badass village of support behind you. Thanks. I know it to be true.
1: And I also just feel like I'm very lucky that I am pregnant. And so far it's been healthy and it's looking like it's going to stay that way. So I know there are some other people in our community that are also hoping for babies And Mm -hmm. have been asking for good energy and juju. So I'm trying to sling the baby juice over that way too. Bundle of baby juice. There you go. (laughs) It's like spit. You just uh, wet on your face. That's how you get impregnated. Yeah. Wait, that sounded really wrong. (laughs) No, and I
0: loved it. I mean, it's true. (laughs) There is baby juice. It it doesn't work in your face, but.
1: (laughs) I was thinking of those rides You know, where you're at, like, Disney or Universal or whatever, and you're sitting in the chairs and they, like, vibrate. Was it A Bug's Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where it's 4D. Yeah, yeah, the 4D experience, and then they, like, spray water on your face. That's what I was thinking of, Mm -hmm. just to clear it up for anyone who thought
0: otherwise. Well, yeah, I think everyone knows what you really meant, which is... Obviously A Bug's Life 4D. Yeah, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) So... Everyone gets sprayed by a Bug's Life baby juice. If you want it. If you want it, get sprayed. And don't walk up the stairs in the woods. Don't walk up the stairs in the woods. If you have, please email us. If you have any ghostly encounters, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. If you want every episode of Two Girls, One Ghosts one week early and ad-free and to go back and listen to some the last year of episodes ad-free, join our Patreon. Uh, For bonus content, join our Patreon. For Campfire Stories, join our Patreon. For a sticker, join our Patreon. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and tell all of your friends about us. Shout out to Jamie. We love you, Jamie. Jamie edits our
1: video and our audio. And shout out to all of you who listen because we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you. So thank you.
0: I feel like we have to change our intro in the beginning where it's like not just like, that's Corinna, I'm Sabrina, it's me. I'm Sabrina. That's Corinne and her future creepy baby. And the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. Thank you for joining. Congratulations, Corinne. Thanks. We will see you,
1: see you on
0: the, the other, other
1: side. side. Very smooth.